0: Told y'all this was a movement a I ain't believe ways. You dig? Banked down. Banked down. Banked, banked, banked out East to West, we gettin' banked out North to South, we gettin' banked out Worldwide, world, we gettin' banked, banked out Call up 917-889-8041 This the Bangdow Radio Show We controlling the globe and we second to no one Every time we emerge we put in that work And die do it for the culture Then it's one love win since from 8pm to 9pm We'll tip she the trophy And we keep making moves by Coastal Now them suckers didn't believe what I told ya Bangdow about to be your household name And Bangdow mean when you pop more change to like Odell, shout out to Rochelle Networking Saturdays about to be your movie Gotta go big, it's the only way to do it it's a conglomerate, we get into it Can't forget Fridays, gotta be inspired in the H While you ride on the interstate, we got Sundays with sunshine from 5 to 6 While you watching on your dinner plate, make sure to tune in And tap in with the movement, cause it's about to go down Shout out Discover this, captain of the mothership If you ain't know that you know now
1: All right, y'all, we are tuning into another episode of the Big Radio Show. And we have a special guest today, uh, Ms. Deidre Moore of Moore Life Financial Solutions, which is a nonprofit.
0: Uh, no, that's actually just the holding firm. Um, oh. The nonprofit is my sister's business. That's the name of it. <laughs>
1: Okay, so uh, with More Life Financial Solutions, uh, give everybody a little background as far as getting that business going, and why did you decide to do that?
0: You said getting my business going?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what, what, what made you want to jump into the financial industry?
0: Okay, um, so More Life Financial Solutions started out as strictly just financial consulting, so more like a personal CFO to small businesses. Um, but then it kind of went into, I was sick of spending time with people and it went to just the holding company for maybe some of those companies where I still have a little say in A little control in say of how the companies go, but more so just like letting them fall back and be their own businesses. Um, But what made me get into the industry was I've always, I was always horrible with my own personal finances. And I felt like at first, of course, I blamed my parents, like you guys could have been more disciplined with me, you know, on having me save and budget. But honestly, as I got older, it was really just a lack of. Uh, just a lack of knowledge, just a lack of knowing. Um, Of course, we know about bank accounts. We know about savings and checking accounts. And the church that I grew up in, I heard about CDs, certificates of deposits. But you aren't taught about how a life insurance policy can benefit you while you're living. You aren't taught annuities. You aren't taught the difference between a whole life and a term life policy. We aren't really taught about, we don't really talk about mutual funds, hedge funds. We don't really talk about a portfolio. I I could really just sum it down to how to really build a financial portfolio because that portfolio is the foundation to the generational wealth that everyone so loves to talk about now. But it begins with a stable economical piece and that's your finances. So I got into the business because I just needed to know. I, I, I needed to know more than a checking and a savings account because that savings account doesn't give me I don't get a return on saving my money in there. So I I need to understand. I don't understand why I'm giving you my money to hold and you aren't. The relationship just doesn't make sense to me. So Mm -hmm. for me, I got in it really just to learn. I didn't, I did not really expect to go as far as I have in this industry. I just wanted to know information. Um, But from there it went from, okay, everybody other people need to know this information like not just you Deidre you can't take over the world with just your bank account like you need other people on your team to be able to you know build their wealth as well and carry it on because that's how you build an economy specifically for my community that's that's where my heart and passion is um I'm from Macon Georgia and just being outside of Macon for so long and seeing other economies that are smaller than making but they're still thriving it made me feel some type of way about my city but it also made me realize okay you didn't learn this just for you Deidre because it's only taken me so far with me utilizing it by myself so at this point educate others and then Mm -hmm. allow them to apply it as well so that's why I got it it was really just a it was a selfish motive but it turned into something something greater
1: Okay, which I love, you know, and that's one of the things I've uh, always harping on, that one, we should be more educated when it comes to finance and how money works. I've had a oh. few other uh, entrepreneurs whose businesses are built in the financial sector, Um and I love just, you know, one, I, I like talking about money, just in general, we should all be comfortable. Me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I am money. That's, that's really what
0: I tell myself every day. Deidre, you are money.
1: Yes. <laughs> you- Oh, so you said that you saw other municipalities that are smaller than making that are thriving. So, what are some of those other municipalities you saw, um, so people can have the example and be able to compare city versus city?
0: Okay, um, I love to use Savannah as that example. Savannah is a hidden gold mine. That's literally how I explain it. Savannah has crazy dough circulating. And it's mainly because actually, and you can you can actually use I can actually use Warner Robins as an example because they're smaller than Savannah. I'm gonna actually use Warner Robins. Mm-hmm. Wanna Robbins and it's and this the solution is so simple to a thriving economy is support your locals. Anytime a business opens in Warner Robins, the whole city knows about it. And not just because they're small, I mean I understand it's small, so you're not gonna be able to miss a new something new in that area. But it's not just the fact that they acknowledge it, but they actually, to me, the resources behind them opening that business is just more, it's just more flowing. It's more fluid. And and I could specifically speak for Savannah because Savannah has so many resources for their local businesses. It's crazy. I mean, You can join one group in Savannah and get through into another group into Savannah. But I mean, the resources there are just impeccable, but they they are a supportive community of their local businesses, of their local entrepreneurs, and not more so the city. But it's a tourist place. So the mm-hmm. tourists are very attracted to the local businesses because it kind of gives you some flavor of the city. Like I tell people all the time, River Street is not Savannah. It's not. You you got to you got to go out. You got to go to City Market. You got to go down bull Street. You got to go down. Um, I can't even remember the name of the other street where Forsyth Park is. But there is so many local businesses over there that just gives you this sense of I can go back and do it myself because that I'm not gonna lie that was the energy that I got from Savannah I want to go back to Macon and I got to do this oh we should do this and make it like it was all over the place but nobody really Savannah you don't really think that Savannah is and I would put Savannah above Atlanta economically economically which it's so many different factors but economically i told someone this last week the only reason atlanta is in the position it is because they have the manpower if you take away that manpower which is slowly being taken away because we're bringing these warehouses down here we're bringing jobs this way Mm -hmm. like it's starting to flow this way so the minute that makings economy begins to actually take a shift for the better savannah and atlanta we're gonna be like the mirrors that they need to see what to do because again, once that manpower leaves Atlanta, which it slowly is, and they start shifting down this way, Savannah is going to start to see an overpour of people, which at this moment they can't handle. They would not be able to handle that overpour right now. making can, but we utilize it so inefficiently, and I hate to talk about my sea legs, <laughs> but we utilize it so inefficiently to the point they don't stay here. I was just talking about this this morning. It's crazy. The reason Brian and Williamson left. Like all of this, all of this plays a factor in our economy. All of it.
1: So when you present solutions to the problems, right? Mm-hmm. How do those in power or the community respond to that information?
0: They really haven't responded in a um, I haven't had one to respond. They don't respond negatively, but it's not their idea. So my approach has been differently because you have to make it their idea. Like if they're in power, ego is involved as well. So you kind of got to play the game. Um, and for me, I I don't want to get too much of my strategy up but I like to play it from the back because that's mm-hmm. really who's in control. And that's all
1: I'm going to say about that. <laughs> so with uh, presenting the financial uh, tools and instruments that people can use to utilize, like you said, creating uh, generational wealth and getting themselves and pulling themselves out of poverty. How has that reception been for the community? Because I know and I feel that you are really trying to target us. Um, Have we been supportive or are they listening or what has been your reception with it?
0: So I started trying to educate, making specifically years ago with, Mm horrible reception with horrible horrible engagement it it just fell flat so i left and as i left i'm learning but i'm teaching i'm learning i'm growing i'm learning i'm teaching um people support strangers Mm
1: -hmm.
0: people support strangers way more than they support someone they know and i don't i don't feel a type of way about it I understand, like, Jesus' mama didn't even really want him, like, didn't even understand (laughs) what he had going on. But I don't know. For me, at this stage in my life, it's really, it's not even about me. Deidre educating it's about me being amongst others with the same mindset because the people that I want to educate maybe my friend will be more they'll be more receptive to her because they don't know her again they support strangers so for me I need a team I want a team and I just recently came back to well not recently I just came back to making in December and I'm actually, I've actually joined a team um, for legal purposes. I can't really say who right now, but I've actually joined a team of people that have the same, you know, goal. And so for me, my mindset is let me take what I have already been doing because it works. It does work. Um, mm-hmm. And just incorporate it here because they're actually on a more massive level than I am. And so I think it comes to a place as an entrepreneur or business owner where you have to get out of yourself and say it's bigger than me. And I know I need people to, to do what I'm trying to do, even if it's not me doing it, as long as it gets done. So I think now in making my approach has been so different. And again, I'm just going to say I play it from the back and we get mm-hmm. stuff done.
1: Okay. So do you have any success stories or uh, information you can share with us from people that you have helped along the way? Not necessarily, you, know, you don't have to name the people names, but like the results that you were able to get for them?
0: Um, all of my stories are success stories, but let me just think of one. Even if the solution didn't come out how we planned it, it came out exactly how it was going to be. And that's just the mindset because finances is not about money. Mm-hmm. The finance industry, it's a mind game is it's, it's literally mental if you go in your day saying and and i'm gonna specifically say because this is real big in making right now forex traders if you go in the game of forex trading with i just want to make an extra 500 a month you're not you you might make 250 a month you might mm-hmm. If you go in the game saying especially trading you go in the game saying and i can say this is my success story when i train. When I train other entrepreneurs, that's probably my most proudful moments when I'm training others to mentally get into the space of the entrepreneur that they are. Um, When you go into a new space, and I'm using Forex as an example, you go in saying, okay, I'm going in with U.S. dollars, but I want to trade through... um, I want to say I think Germany or Greece one of them is one of the biggest uh economies that's like thriving. They're one of the most progressive c- economies right now, Greece or Germany. I want to tr- I want to exchange with their currency right now. Okay, cool. I did my research. I know that their economy is progressing, so I'm going to start with them. A strategy is really really where the success comes in it. Again, whether the result comes or not, Finance is a longevity game. So you really can't look at the immediate response that you get. It's the strategy and sticking with the plan and trusting the process. Mm-hmm. So I would say training entrepreneurs to really understand, get your mind into your position, mind your business and really have that strategy and trust the process. Do not deter from your strategy. I don't care what that strategy If you get to step C, and step C goes all over the place. You better keep going with step B because trust the process. Just trust the process. It's very important. So that's what I would say my 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 success story is. Just training them and seeing them become just from a pivot in their mentality.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, so uh, earlier you mentioned, you know, building wealth through your own uh, life insurance policy, right? Okay. And
0: I've talked
1: to other life insurance uh, personnel sales of policies, and it's been explained to me, but let people know, give us an example of how can you build wealth through your life insurance policy?
0: Uh, well, a life insurance policy, first and foremost, is an asset. So that's what we have to look at it as. You can't look at it as a monthly bill. It's an asset. Um, and specifically, I'm going to speak on whole whole life policies. Mm-hmm. Whole life policies for me is for someone that's building you're actively building you're getting married you're having kids or maybe you already have kids you might not be married but you have you have someone that's depending on you period um and you want them to be able to have more than you did so while you're living to build off of that you can use the cash value of your life policy to purchase a home put a down payment on a home because i want my kids to have Stable environment. Um, Any important big purchase within your life, it could be medical or if you're just trying to erase some debts within your life, that life insurance policy according to your cash value, of course, um, is what you're um, getting a loan off of. can help you move forward in life with whatever that is. Of course, it has to be according to the guidelines within your policy, which that looks different for people. But I can say specifically one of the biggest ones that I know of is people um, loaning against their policy to purchase a home um, for their kids. And then once you get in that home, you're able to, you know, stabilize other assets. So then you want to look into maybe, Taking something out to open up a 529 for your kids' college fund. Like, there are so many different ways you can allocate assets. But again, we don't know this stuff. (laughs) So so it's like, and and then I think my biggest issue when I got into the industry was, where would I have even gone? Who would I have even turned to to tell me this? Because the banks didn't tell me. And I, I, I personally, before I got into this industry, reached out to every type of place that I could think of. To say, OK, can you help me with my money besides telling me to put it in the bank and save $25 every month? Like, can you tell me more that I can do with my money? Because this is not working. I can save $25 by myself. I can put that under my mattress. I, I need to know how to make money work. Like you said, like you just said it in a sentence, but that's literally the concept money works that's actually the name of a podcast i did money works you don't have to like that was my motto um so yeah like life insurance um loaning against it to purchase a home that's one way to build something for your for your for your generation
1: so how has the uh, podcast been working out and do you feel that you know the people are receptive to the information
0: Well, I didn't blast it. I've only did, I only did one season. Um, And it's mainly because I wanted to, I wanted my, I wanted the next season to be more detailed than it is, but specifically to a new market making. I've never really hands on, um, full force engaged in making since I've been in this position that I'm in, in the position I mean, like, just the all the wealth and knowledge that I have gained since my last time being here, I haven't really applied it to this community. So my plan, the strategy is to apply to the community and then Go back and just brief over what I learned from servicing the community and then pouring back out into them. Um, because I also wanted it, the next season to be more collaborative. I, it's only me on the first season talking about it. And it's really just like a rundown. Those first eight seasons are actually just mindset shifting, like, literally, it's just me telling them how to shift their mind on how they think about their money, on how they think about their income. I target small businesses a lot. I talk about a lot of, a lot about the revenue and the margins in there and mindset, but it, it really can be broken down to individuals as well. But I wanted the next season to be more collaborative and to be more detailed in strategies because we are in the field.
1: So have you done um, like workshops or anything of that nature targeting small businesses or individuals who are potentially going to start a business? Because like right now, especially with like COVID, right, Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Black entrepreneurship has increased by exponential numbers.
0: (laughs) Yes, exponentially.
1: The thing about that, though, is will these businesses still be here? Absolutely. A year, six months, five years from now. And I'm like, we can see the uh, success and failure rates of businesses. Now, it's a little skewed as well, though, when they report these numbers, because they don't ever report part-time businesses. Right. full time businesses that they report. But I encourage people to start a business if they feel that's the path. Everybody's not meant for it, which is fine. Uh, but the ones who want to do it and just the ones who want, like, a go side income, they still have to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. So the information is being pushed. Hey, go start a business. But no one's telling you how to operate that business. No right. one's telling them about key insurance that you should right. have that business. Uh, all these other factors that go into the business. So have you been able to design, like, a workshop or a training or anything like that to uh, include that type of information? Or is that something
0: I have ample workshop concepts that I am so ready to implement into this city. My biggest hurdle has been partnerships. My biggest hurdle in this, in this city has been partnerships. Um, because for me, I, the workshop is about helping business owners, but Personally, for me, the workshop is about building businesses. So I, I'm i reaching out to people and I might have a few people reaching back out to me and we may meet once or twice. And then the conversation stops like it just it halts it. I'm going to reach back out to you Deirdre, with more information. And then it halts like I, I hear nothing back. If I reach out, I don't get a response. So my biggest hurdle has been who can I partner with to make this efficient? effective like i don't want to just put on another event i don't need them to walk out with just some papers in their hand i need them to walk out saying this is what i need to do next for my business i i need i want them actually they're gonna walk out of these workshops once they are started knowing what their next step needs to be even if that's next step is shut your business down because you already are losing money like i know you i know you making sales but you're not making money Even if that's their solution, they're going to know that when they leave, they might be reluctant to it, but -hmm. they're going to know when they leave what they need to do as a business owner. Um, My whole concept behind these workshops is exclusivity because no business is the same. And I don't want to sit 10 businesses at a table and I'm really only talking to three of them because the other 10 are the other seven are not. They're not at that phase. They're not at that place. They're not making though. They're not making the same type of sales, or they're not selling the same type of product. They're not even servicing the same type of community. So for me, exclusivity is very important, but it's it, it has been very hard for me to find. Someone that I can build this with and because it's, it, it, it can't just be a one-time thing. It can't just be we're having this event September 20th at 3 p.m. for small businesses and then you don't hear from us again like it, it has to be it has to be structured. And so I actually, I had one person in the city that I really, I was really wanting to work with. And I mean, like, I did everything I could to keep this partnership, this communication going and it just blanked, but I realized everything happens for a reason. Um, I believe the team that I am um, in the process of joining with now is the solution to my concepts. So I'm excited to implement them. Um, I can't wait to get started because um, it's definitely what the city needs because Macon has seen a huge outpour of business owners and entrepreneurs um, begin to open up and and want to start selling things. But I, I sit back and I look and my... <laughs> it's not really businesses that are being started they're just selling products and services at this point because there is no real processes with anything we do i was just talking about this this morning it's so crazy its urgency is i want to get the money i want to build the money i want to build the money but before you can get money in a business, baby, you have to build the business. You have to build the process. You have to build the product. You have to build the market. You have to build the trust. You have to build the brand. Branding is so important, and people mix and match it with marketing. They go hand in hand, but they're two different processes. And I'm just I'm excited to implement these concepts, bro, because they are really needed. They really, they really are.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely with you with that and uh yes people do mix and match uh branding and marketing you don't understand the full scope of that i talk to business owners all the time and ask them like you know how do you do research they don't um even when they're can't conduct- even
0: tell me the worth of the industry you don't even know how much of the pie you want
1: yeah yeah they'll know how much market share they want they'll know uh, how big the industry is like you said um they don't know, even, they don't even track their marketing efforts um, as far as when the customer or client comes to them, they don't even ask them, like, how'd you hear about me?"
0: Mm.
1: And if they do, they don't record that information and then compile all that data. So I'm like, like you know, I
0: show new business owners, when it comes to customer acquisition and your money, you do not want too many avenues. You want to Facebook, Instagram. Facebook, Snapchat, you want to know website, website, Facebook, Instagram, website, YouTube, Pinterest. You want to know where these people are coming from. You want to know because how are you going to know where to give your time and energy? Because they don't know because it's inconsistent. And and it is more so of this person is doing it this way and it's working. So let me do it. Mm -hmm. Again, that's exactly why I don't want 10 business owners sitting at the table because I would really only be talking to three of them. Like, no, it's about honing in on your product, first and foremost. Why do you even want to sell that thing? Like, what does that mean for you? And then you build off of that story. Okay, how much is production? What's your COG? Okay, well, we need to mark it up so your margins can pay for your operations. Do you know your operation costs? They can't even tell me what the operations are it is it's very frustrating but it's more so frustrating because you also have those business owners that just don't want to listen which mm-hmm. is why i know i need the team i need new faces
1: yeah that I definitely hey, I'm, I'm right there with the frustration and stuff right there i do a lot of consulting and i've been a full-time entrepreneur since 2013
0: okay uh, just uh, year after me i started in 2012 well my mom got my first actual license
1: in 2012 yeah this- <laughs> and like i've learned a lot of stuff but also have the you know the education technical knowledge all that stuff And when i'm sitting there breaking down reports looking at money talking to people just using the basic terms that they should because any uh you know any business owner they should realize hey yes you have to service the uh clients that you're going after but you have to have to service your business mm-hmm. And not mm-hmm. ending to the business you'll just be doing stuff and just throwing effort into the wind And wherever it goes, it goes.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: If you're not focused and targeted, you can actually miss out on a lot of opportunities. Um, And then you can be frustrated because the results that you're looking for, you're not applying the efforts to those particular results. And that's why you're not getting those results.
0: And at that point, you're wasting money and time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm like money you can make back, but the time you can't.
0: (laughs) At all, you time can't. The
1: number one asset. Yes. <laughs> yes. all the time. Yes, yes. You, can't you cannot
0: leave
1: that time back. Oh
0: my goodness.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so, let me ask your uh, uh, the perception then. Why is it that you know you're you're shooting to educate the business owners and to help people? I do the same thing. I've seen some other people do some stuff, but we all go through this frustration of their mentality. Where do you think that actual mentality stems from? Is it due to, uh, I guess, you know, their upbringing? Is it due to like them just not wanting to uh, lower their ego? Because, you know, like I, I talk to people all the time and I tell them where I am in my particular businesses and they're all got different uh, growth that they're experiencing. One of them is a the counseling business. I've been in business for 10 years. They have a lot of B2B uh, transactions. Actually, most of the revenue that's generated, a good 80% is B2B, business to business. So I'm not worried about individuals with that particular right. business. I'm worried right. about other entities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like my uh, cook shop business, it's only two years old going into its third year, and that's mainly B2C, business to consumer. Mm-hmm. Um so I know they—they they, just between those two businesses, they operate very differently, and my approach to them is very mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not ashamed of like you know where they are in the level of business, right? Right. And I tell people numbers all the time, and I talk about them and stuff like that. But I get the feedback from other people when I'm asking them questions like, "Okay, well, what? How many sales did you do? You know, what I'm saying this month." And I'm like, <laughs> You know very hesitant to get that information <laughs> I'm like either you're doing a thousand dollars a sale or you're doing five thousand or you' doing ten thousand right that information helps because I know what level you are right um, but why why do you feel people are like so reluctant to to give up that type of information because i am like I know they should be tracking it or you know I know they are tracking it, but they just seem so reluctant to talk about their business like someone is going to chastise them something
0: because they don't know um mentality starts from the top on down so that could be that could be local leadership that could be family members that could be within the household um I I honestly can't say I, I guess I would speak for I guess I will use making because making's mindset as far as like business owners it starts from the top down it literally starts from the mayor who's like the top of our city right now it starts from the mayor on down however the mayor responds because it's a domino effect that mayor is connected to another prominent business owner in the city that business owner is connected to another business owner in the city and that business i mean it just keeps going down the loop so if i if the mayor and that prominent business owner in the city get together and the mayor says this and they have this conversation and they decide that you're right we should do our business like this mayor then that business owner connected to that business owner is going to do it and then that whole domino effect is just going to go down so if the prominent business owner says we shouldn't do storefronts we should all just go digital everybody's going to go digital and everybody's going to follow the same routine that that first prominent business owner did prominent business owner meaning a flu a influential person a person with the money and the wordplay to get you to do something. So whomever that is connected to the mayor and whomever that is connected to this business owner, it's just gonna keep going down. So if leadership is not saying, okay, let's get the, we, I was just talking about this this morning. If the leadership does not say say let's sit down and talk to everyone that's going to be involved and affected and let's see every perspective and then let's see where the common ground the happy medium is okay and then we move forward then it's it's just gonna it's gonna be chaos it's gonna be ineffective it's gonna be it's gonna be monkey see monkey do until somebody does it right
1: that's it well, I've enjoyed our conversation and we can keep going and going and going. But I
0: know
1: we all have different things to do. Um, so for anybody out there who wants to like get a hold of you, whoever wants some consultation, who needs guidance, who want to be able to be pointed into various resources, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you?
0: Um, my Instagram for business, which is more, M-O-O-R-E dot Deidra, D-E-E-D-R-A. D-E-E-D-R-A. Um, that's on Instagram I, I really
1: just like to go through that source um because it's not as live and I can see it <laughs> okay that's what's up uh, uh DJ I appreciate your time um Thank you. I even uh I look forward to doing something in the future you know I'm, I'm always right. doing workshops and stuff like that and like I said I love educating people and I don't mind partnering and bringing in other people to talk about this stuff awesome I can, I can it talk takes about what billion. i talk about but That is my area of expertise. My area is to help push it out there uh, to the community so they know that, you know, we have these resources.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me.
1: You're welcome. And uh, anytime you want to post something, uh, you can post it on the Facebook page and I'll definitely share it.
0: All right. Thanks so much. I will do
1: that. You have a good one.
0: All right. You too. All right.
1: Bye.